Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to spring training. David, did you accomplish all you set out to do this offseason, or do you still consider the offseason going, or how do you look at it? Yeah, I think increasingly the offseason extends into spring training now, and, and I think that's the case this year as well. There will be transaction activity unquestionably throughout the industry um, in the coming weeks. It may extend until March. I don't really know. Um, uh, but we feel good about our team. Um, I, I feel like we're in a good spot heading into camp. We're always going to look to improve where we can, but I feel good about where our team is right now. What is, what is the thing that stands out the most about uh, your additions this offseason? I think we've gotten deeper as a club, and that's something that uh, that probably hurt us a little bit last year um, when when some of the guys at the top of the roster went down. Um, uh, it, it was tougher for this team to, to backfill. And look, when, when you have superstar players have injuries, it's always going to be tough to backfill. Uh, but I do think we're, we're positioned well right now to handle the inevitable uncertainty that a major league season brings. And uh, we've got, we're going to have a lot of good quality major league players uh, in that clubhouse when camp begins. Hey Dave, I think Steve in his, the past couple of years had kind of made it clear what the, the vision and the goals were for the Mets, the World Series being 
certainly the goal. Now, you coming in in the first year, what, what's your vision of a, of a successful year uh, for the Mets and for what you guys are trying to accomplish? Look, the, the vision that Steve laid out at the front end of his ownership tenure here is still very much the vision of this organization. We expect ourselves, and our fan base certainly expects us, to be a championship-caliber organization. Um, that is success uh, for our organization. Um, and, and that's the, the bar that we're going to measure ourselves against. So even going into a season like this where, I mean, it, the way you guys have gone about building a team has been different in years past. Yes. That's why it's been important to, to build the farm system up. So that's why I ask, is, is it too much to say that this is, you know, you don't go into mm-hmm. open spring training and say, obviously the goal is to win the World Series, yeah. but you can still have a successful year. So we, I, I, I would stay consistent with what I've said um, previously, which is we expect to um, be a good team. We expect to compete for a playoff spot um, and have exciting baseball at City Field in, in September and October. Um, yeah, success can be defined in a lot of different ways, um, but certainly our expectations going into this season is that we're going to have a quality team um, that wins games um, and is a competitive playoff caliber team. What makes a, an organization championship caliber beyond winning the championship? Look, I think, I think that speaks to um, everything that an organization stands for, everything that an organization tries to accomplish. So it starts with what our product is on the field. Uh, it means competing for championships and playing at a championship caliber level every single year. Uh, that's really tough to do, but certainly that's our goal. And it extends to how we operate in the community, um, what our fan experience is like. All of these things, uh, I think, end up creating a championship caliber organization, um, an organization that fans can be proud to be associated with, an organization that employees can be proud to work for, and an organization that players want to join. What do you hope to learn about your club over these next handful of weeks? It's, it's not only the club. For me, it's, this is an incredibly um, useful period these next seven weeks to learn about the entire organization. This is the only time over the course of the calendar year where you've got the vast majority of people uh, throughout the organization in one place. I'm going to get to meet a whole lot of people face-to-face. I'm going to get to see uh, not only our major league players but our minor league players in person. So I think it's that global familiarity that I'm really looking forward to, and especially this first year is going to be really important for me. Just to drill down on the expectations question, is this a club that you see maybe competing for a division or just wild card because you, you leave it at playoffs? Yeah, and, and look, we're, we're in a really good division, right? We're, 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 we're in a really good division. Um, the Braves have been one of the best teams in baseball for, um, for a while now. The Phillies have had some very successful years of late. So we understand the quality of competition um, in, in our division. I also understand that the external expectations aren't going to have us um, with the Braves right now. And that's, that's understandable given the year um, that, that we're coming off of. Um, and so I, I think our focus is being as good as we can possibly be. Um, and we believe that's going to be a good team. Through four months on the job, most of an offseason, what do you think is the most important change that's been made so far? Um, 
you know, I don't know. I, I'd like to think we've we've continued to build upon some of the progress that this organization has made over the past couple of years. Um, I'm very excited about some of the people that I get to work with, both people who have um, been here previously and, and guys like Carlos Mendoza, um, Andy Green, Chris Gross, uh, Eduardo Brizuela, folks that, that I've brought in. Um, so I think, I think as I look at where our organization is now, um, I'm excited about the direction. Uh, I think we've got good people here. And look, we're about to embark on the eight or nine month marathon that is a major league baseball season. Um, and we're all going to learn a lot during that period. I'm going to learn a lot about our organization, um, where we stack up, where we stand. Uh, and then, you know, at some, at some time from now, um, I'm going to have a more educated opinion uh, on how to plot us going forward. As far as the major league roster goes, in spring training, what do you see as the areas of particular competition? Yeah, so we, we've got some spots in, in the, the bullpen, the last couple spots, probably last two or so spots of, of the pen um, where there's going to be some competition. I think we've got some spots um, at, at the back end of the position player grouping as well. Um, the, the DH spot, um, uh, a bench roll or platoon bat spot. Um, and so that's, that's going to be exciting. And we also know that things change over the course of camp. There will be injuries that pop up inevitably um, that change how we look at certain roles. So um, you know, I think from a competition standpoint, my perspective, um, and I certainly respect you, you have all have, have things you need to write early in camp. Um, and so we'll do our best to answer our questions. But from my perspective, I don't really start to drill down on that until we get into like the second week of March. Um, and we see who um, is still healthy, who's on track to, to play um, on opening day. Because sometimes it looks a little bit different when we get to that time frame than it might today. Other than Ronnie Mauricio, is everybody good health-wise right now? Uh, yeah, so uh, David Peterson would be the other one, yeah. but, but, but yes, I don't anticipate any, um, any surprises. I think the, the only other one would be, um, a non-roster signing. We had Kyle Crick, um, has a calf strain and, uh, and will miss a good portion of camp, if not the whole thing. Where are David Peterson and Ronnie Mauricio at right now? Um, so Ronnie, you know, still at the early stages of, of his rehab. Um, and this is, this is going to be a long haul for him. We knew that, uh, when we got the diagnosis of the injury, everything's going fine so far. Um, but we're still at the, at the early stages. Um, and I think David's right on track. I mean, we, we, we anticipate him, uh, participating for us this year, um, pitching for us this year, uh, hopefully being an important guy for us down the stretch. Um, you know, when that exactly turns out to be. We'll know more probably over the next month or so, but um, you know, we, we certainly expect for him to pitch for us over the summer and, and maybe towards the early part of the summer. When you were asked about uh, the competition just a minute, you didn't mention third base. Does, should we take that to mean you kind of look at Brett Beatty as, as, the, as the That's fair. I, I think we're, we're going to have some competition there. Um, you know, I, I think we uh, believe in, in Brett there. Um, uh, we believe that Mark Vientos uh, can also play that position. We've got Joey Wendell um, on the roster. Zach Short is in camp and has played that position defensively at a very high level in the past. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, there will be some level of competition there, yes.
And has there been temptation to add another bat to this roster? Look, there, there's always temptation to get better, um, and, and there's there's always temptation uh, when there are good players available um, uh, to see how they may fit on your roster. And there's no perfect answer to this one. We've, we've talked about this one before, and, and um, you know, when when you add a more established player, it's going to just by nature, take playing time away from younger players. Um, and we have to walk that balance. Um, and uh, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. You mentioned in a recent interview that you did some consulting work in your off year. Could you share what that was and what you learned from it? What are you going to bring? Uh, what from that will you bring here? Yeah, so I, I won't share the specifics of it, but I, I, I did um, – uh, a little bit of work in, in, in some other sports, particularly European football. Um, and it was, it was fascinating to just see how, uh, how other sports um, go about trying to, trying to solve some similar questions and problems that we have in baseball. Um, every sport looks at this a, a little bit differently. Um, and so exchanging notes, um, learning, it was, it was fascinating to me. And um, you know, had a little time, and so I was able to dig into some things that uh, otherwise I, I wouldn't have. Dave, just kind of what Mike said about you know potentially targeting like another bat or something. You could just go out and you know if you needed more established pitching help, there's free agent pitching there. If you want another bat, there's free agent DHs. But does your first year is it important that you use that time to evaluate, like you mentioned, yeah. what you do have in house? before you decide to take moves? Is that part of the equation? So there, yeah, there are a couple things there. So the first is I, I think where we are in our organizational cycle, frankly, regardless of whether this is my first year or 10th year, um, uh, it's important for us to learn about some of these younger players. We, we, when you have players who um, have pretty consistently performed at the AAA level, at some point you have to be willing to give them opportunities um, at the major league level, understanding it may not go perfectly. Um, and, I, and I understand that, um, that uh, it may not go perfectly. Um, I think we will be better off as an organization for it, um, but I understand the risks involved. Um, and then in terms of, you know, the, the other part of it, you mentioned sort of the pitching. If we wanted more established pitching, we'd go out and sign pitching. Um, I, I think part of it there um, is understanding the longer-term commitments as well and trying to create – uh, an organization where we really can be competitive year in, year out, um, have that sustainable um, competitiveness, win every year. And part of that uh, is allowing yourself to take big shots in the free agent market um, when appropriate and also being a little bit more restrained when appropriate. Do you, do you have a set budget or is it uh, kind of case by case as you go along here? I. I think I think the way Steve operates is it's always it's always um, what's in the best interest of the organization, um, and so I I don't think he operates um, with a, with a hard line. Dave, might there come a time when you're trying to also weigh those two things of evaluating the young players, but also thinking about 2024? Uh, might there be a time where, like, the price for some of these guys or just the opportunity in general is just way too good to pass up? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's out of the question. Um, I think we're always trying to evaluate opportunity. Um, we're always trying to understand the risk-reward and the trade-offs. 
Uh, so I, I don't think that's out of the question. And when you were in the um, Dominican Republic, what was your sense of where Starling Marte is at and what you could possibly or reasonably expect from him this year? Yeah, the most encouraging thing there is he's healthy. I mean, it, it, it was clear watching him play that he was healthy. Um, the game I was at, he had to handle a number. He was playing right field, and he had to handle a number of balls down the right field line. And he got there easily. It looked like Starling Marte moving in the outfield. Um, so that, that was very encouraging. Uh, how would you say your time with the Brewers has kind of guided the way you've approached this offseason and what have been the, the differences um, it just with this organization that you've seen so far as you go through the offseason for the first time? Yeah, I, I think all of my experiences to date hopefully have helped me um, guide me through this first part of the season uh, or my tenure with the Mets. Um, the Brewers in particular, it, it maybe it gave me um, a little bit of a roadmap um, for this for this first year in terms of understanding uh, I'm not going to get to know the organization in a month or two months or three months. It's going to take me a full cycle, a full year to truly get to know the organization, to understand what we have, um, and and to best uh, you know, know where where things stand. Um, so maybe it's provided me a little that perspective. Maybe provides me a little bit more patience as I'm heading into to this endeavor. Um, but yeah, th this is a different job. It's fundamentally a different job than the one I held with the Brewers. This is a much bigger market. We have much greater resources. Um, we are literally able to, um, contemplate transactions for any type of player that is available. And that's, that's very different, uh, than what I encountered in Milwaukee. You talked about getting to know the whole organization over these next seven weeks. You know, how long does that process take until you're comfortable with your knowledge of your entire organization, knowing it's probably never perfect? Yeah, so I think, look, every week probably feels like it's getting a little bit better. Um, but I, I think it's a full year. I really do think it's going through a full baseball cycle. Um, so going through the GM meetings and the winter meetings with the group, going through a spring training, a season, a draft, a trade deadline, a pennant race, um, an off-season preparation. I think going through that full cycle once uh, with a new organization is what provides that comfort level and that feeling that, that uh, you really know um, your organization inside and out. Last week when you got asked about Pete Alonso, you said essentially to focus on this season. Mm -hmm. Do you anticipate not um, discussing with him a long-term deal until – Next offseason, or do you, was that going to be broached before the season? I, I think that's probably the most likely outcome. We're, we're not going to get into the specifics of, of any particular negotiation. Um, I'm not going to provide you guys updates uh, on, our, on any conversations that uh, exist back and forth. But, um, look, when you have a really talented player who's really good, who's entering his final year of club control, who happens to be represented by Scott Boris, um, these things generally end up uh, into free agency. And we understand that. This is an organization that's dealt with that before with really good players, um, and it's ended up in a perfectly fine spot. So, uh, yeah, I have not seen Pete here yet, haven't talked to him here yet. Um, but what we're going to talk about is, look, let's go out and have a great year together. Um, you go out and have a great year. Um, let's have a great year as a team. And uh, if we do that, we're both going to be set up, the organization and Pete, 
going to be set up very well um, going into the offseason. Edwin says he's feeling good, he's moving well. Is it reasonable to expect that he can be the same pitcher that he was in 2022? Well, 2022 is a really high bar for anyone. Um, 2022 was an historic uh, level of production for a major league pitcher. Um, but I would expect Edwin, um, based on his health and who he is as a person and his determination, um, to be a very good major league closer for us. What does having a, a closer of that caliber do for the rest of the bullpen and how you build it? It, it makes everything so much easier. Um, uh, like I was incredibly fortunate during my time in Milwaukee to have really good closers throughout the tenure there. And it makes building the rest of your pen and allowing those guys to, to feel comfortable in their roles um, a heck of a lot easier. And so, uh, you know, if Edwin continues on this progression um, and he's able to anchor the back end of the pen, that certainly makes uh, the rest of the puzzle fit a little bit more neatly. Had he progressed far enough where you were confident in building out the, the bullpen this offseason that he would be able to, to anchor it that way? That, that's certainly our, our expectation based on where he is, health, where he is health-wise. Um, we also understand he hasn't pitched in a major league game in well over a year at this point, and um, there may be some rust. Uh, and we're going to have to account for that and, and give him some time. I know he doesn't think uh, there's going to be any rust, um, and, uh, and he may be right. Uh, but we have to understand that, that uh, it's been a while since he's been on a major league mound, um, and, uh, and we'll do our best to support him as he, as he gets reacclimated to that. Dave, the, the club last year proceeded very carefully with Kodai Senga's starts. Do you anticipate that same kind of... Uh, workload for him, or does he get more accustomed to like the regular traditional, you know, every, every fourth yeah. day instead? It's probably both. So I, I do think it is wise for us um, to to be somewhat cautious, and and the schedule in April helps us out there a little bit. We do have some off days in April that naturally will give him a little bit of extra rest. Um, I would anticipate at times we are going to go to a sixth starter. Uh, you know, we're fortunate the way. Um, our roster is, is constructed. We're fortunate. We, we have um, start multiple starting pitchers um, with options. And so we, we do have this flexibility to really go to that sixth man in the rotation when we want. Um, and so I, I think there will be times during the season when we do that. Bless you. Uh, sorry. Hi. A manufacturer may not be the right word, but how do you maybe foster optimism going into this season uh coming off of what happened last year it's it's fast like i don't i don't feel like i need to foster it like i, I think the players feel it and and as i talked to our players throughout the offseason really from the moment i took the job um they wanted me to know how good they think the team is um they they wanted me to know that they didn't think the way 23 played out was indicative of the talent level on the team. Um, and so I, I think that optimism is going to exist. I think those guys uh, and we as an organization have a belief in the talent that's in that room um, and believe this is going to be a fun, enjoyable, and competitive season. And what is your reaction to Major League Baseball coming down on Apier uh, and, the, and the Phantom DL type stuff? So uh, you know, MLB has concluded its investigation. They issued a statement. Um, we issued a statement. Beyond that, I'm not going to comment. Thank you. Very much. Thank you.
Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.